Brontosaurus. Joe and his friends will hopefully not bore us. Welcome to the Podosaurus. That's enough. It's time for Sounds awful on Discord, but we'll roll with it. It sounds awful. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Potosaurus. I am your host for today, Timber Taft, alongside our two co-hosts, Ken and Kyo. You always do the intro so oddly. I don't know what's odd about it. I introduced myself, and then I introduced the two of you, and now you can say hello. Hi. Hi. That's Kyo, and that's Ken. It would help if the you three of us are Potosaurus. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Romania and slap you. Uh, I feel like that's oh, e- yeah, yawn. that's definitely a hundred percent even further away from you than I currently am. Door, hey, Romania is like on the opposite side of the world for me. <laughs> it is, yeah. Don't worry, I can definitely call you on Discord to to keep you up at. Oh, they have internet, Romania. Whatever time that would be. I, I assumed it was just yeah, like a not... little like they almost Victorian era like village filled with yeah, people every, who are scared every, of like ropes. Resident Evil Village is you know exactly like how I imagine <laughs> Romania currently. Where it's got, an interesting place where because like you got kind of tall, you know, lady vampire just roams the land, yeah. Yeah, you got kind of both. So it's it, there are definitely villages like the one in Resident Evil Village still around. Those are usually any anywhere between just you know kind of peasant farming villages that never really expanded into anything more, or um, kind of gypsy hovels. So Gypsies. where and then with your family, uh, specifically your father being one of the members, the founding members of Ozone. <laughs> Uh, where yeah. does your family like? What kind of area is your family in? Like, are you guys those old villages? Are you more like in a, an urban area? We get to experience all of the ritzy glamour of living in a university town, which meant that it was oh. actually a proper city with actual electricity and stuff. Oh, ozone um, is like kicking it up. Oh yeah, Maya, he we and were, we were living the high life. <laughs> we had a flat. We could take public <laughs> transportation. <laughs> My word. There was a river that you could put your feet in, and it was cold. Oh, I thought you, thought you were going to say we did our laundry. <laughs> there was a delicious uh, restaurant across the street. Mm. I don't remember the name of it, but they sold one of the traditional meat dishes there, which is like lamb and beef and <laughs> I thought you were going to say pheasants and, and pork, all mixed together with some spices, and it's delicious. And I got food poisoning there. Uh, it was so delicious it almost killed me <laughs> that's the thing you get to look forward to every time you go to a different country like it's just like i cannot wait for the inevitable food poisoning because my body is not used to the food here oh yeah yeah i can't wait you know to try street food and then just die on the toilet you know eight hours later for like 12 hours after that and then the hotel people are like is that man okay no he's not okay I mean, that's me even with high high cuisine. You go to a fancy restaurant, and it's like, would you like the the single bite of very fancy meat with the like, fanciest of sauce? It's I like, can't, okay. I can't even drink your I guys' like, die. regular water because my body would just kick itself. <laughs> 
like you know the kind of water they offer at like regular like uh, like a restaurant or something. I can't drink that. Like you can't have the tap water. Like no, the water that you guys serve it, because it's a type of the the types of pipes that you guys use. It's it's different than how they use it in Hawaii. Like. It's hard to explain someone who lives on the mainland, but like for me, because the the water just tastes different. Oh, I mean, it's going to like place yeah. to place too, because you guys probably have a more modern. Do you guys have a more modern or recently like developed, um, like like yeah. water like a sewage system than we do, like you know like that whole like water power and sewage. Yeah, we probably do. Because like if because like I know. Not like I'm like trying not to like imply that Hawaii is some backwards country or something. I'm like trying to choose words carefully, but like since like it was made a state in like what the 50s, I'm assuming yeah. like once the US is like, okay, we're gonna put our shit here, it's probably newer. If not, yeah. like Japan like got on top of shit pretty quickly too. So, and Japan yeah. was well, also I mean, there for reasons. I mean, it was like it was like Guam or like mm-hmm. Puerto Rico the u.s territories where like i'm probably they implemented a lot of things that the the mainland had that mm-hmm. the u.s had before they made it a state yeah so i mean the u.s military had been there for so long that it probably was the one that helped well you know that put most of that in there if not was a big like proponent of it yeah and so like all of our stuff here though is like a hundred years old like the house yes. i live in it was built in the 30s and like it was like we're in a city, so like running water was probably in here fairly early on. So like all of our stuff, like St. Louis has fairly good, like clean tap water, but it's still going to be different because even though because the pipes are older, and like our um, yeah. drainage system, that's why we had like a bunch of flooding a month or so ago because yeah. our uh, that whole sewage like sewer system is just old and not built for like, this. Like I went to a Chick Fil A, and this is like the first time I've like in my life went to a chick-fil-a because we don't we just don't have it here and i was like oh, i'm gonna gra- drink my soda i couldn't drink the soda because <laughs> the water was just it was just different I had to yeah some places here bottle. have harder water as well yeah so like, yeah hard so water one thing that i like a lot it's a hard hard water there's a lot more mineral minerals in it so it's the dark souls of water Yes. But um, my, uh, I typically found the biggest difference, at least regionally within my state, has been like, depending on where you are, some places are kind enough to give you filtered water, and that tastes great. Other places will give you water straight from the tap that tastes great. That's a danger sign. And the other place that you the other thing you might get is water straight from the tap that tastes like chlorine, which means they did it right, but it's not filtered, so you're just getting the full brunt of chlorine in your mouth, which is one of my least favorite things from tap water. It's one of the big reasons why I have a really hard time being like, yeah, I'm totally just going to drink straight tap water, and and be fine with that. I typically I mean, like the... gay tap water. Yeah, it's sorry, like glitter in it. Yeah, they put glitter yeah. in it. Well, you said you like tr- drinking straight tap water. I prefer the stuff oh, with glitter. Oh, okay. I like my microplastic. <laughs> I said it assuming I heard you wrong, but no. No, you didn't. No, you did not hear me wrong. <laughs> Timber, you can you can drink the tap water out of here because it's the cleanest, cleanest in the in the nation. Uh, I, you guys have yeah, you have a legendarily good water over there. You got that Fiji stuff. 
<laughs> Even though the Fiji is nowhere to be fucking found. <laughs> Most of that tap water. So there's a dude I follow on TikTok that calls himself a water sommelier. I don't know yeah. if that's a real like real job or not. Uh, but he's I just mean. like he's, he'll like go through all the different waters and he's like, oh, that looks like a good one. You think it would be, but it's actually just filtered tap water. It's not spring water. It's nothing special. Stop buying yeah. it's a waste of money. Yeah, the pH level on this is just totally out of whack. Um, yeah, no, but I like I every single person I've told this to just can't understand it. Like both uh, Luna and Gray on my other podcast, they just like when I told them that they were like losing their goddamn minds. Yeah, we're also told in St. Louis that we have like the best tap water in the country, so that's probably also what confused them. Well, at least at yeah. least Luna I can understand. Uh, Gray, I don't think he's ever had a thought before in his life, so I don't... That, that was probably the confusing <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just like, every single time I've gone to the mainland, they go, oh, how come you just don't drink any of like the fountain water? I'm like, oh, well, it's 50-50 whether it's good fountain. <laughs> like, there there are times when, like, the recent trip that I went with LA with my, with my dad, uh, one McDonald's, and really good. It was, it was all right. It tastes like just like home. One did it. One had that L.A. pipe water. <laughs> and tasted hard. Franchise versus it. corporate. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I was just like, oh, oh, yeah, I could taste it all right. But yeah, Romania. Oh. I don't know how we got out of the stock of water. Oh, uh, we were talking... <laughs> I think I know how we got there, but I don't Was want to like river? I don't want to do like a beautiful mind wall to try and figure out how to get back there. <laughs> <laughs> Was it oh, that I we were talking about how you were just cold eating river water. Yeah, you were eating eating food over there, and you food poisoning. Just, yeah, oh, food poisoning. Poison. Yeah, yeah. From food poison to water poisoning. I got food poisoning <laughs> in Japan like five times. I had it. Oh, I. So. I had I had it once and it was it was bad. I had it for mm. like a, a week and a half and like literally my winter break was just me on the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't have a winter break. I was just so that was that was like a week of my summer break one year. Um, one of the guys that was uh, another ALT in town. His parents came to visit, and they're like, oh, we're going to go to dinner and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, at first, it was the day. I'm like, I'm not sure if it is or if I just ate something weird, but I've been out of the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll be fine, whatever. And they're like, we're going to go get yakiniku. If you ever want to know what one of the worst things to have when you have um, food poisoning, it's fatty meat. Fatty meats. Yeah. So I yeah. went with them to get yakiniku, which is barbecue fatty meats. I'm like, maybe it'll be okay. No, it was not okay. It was not. So I was going, and I'm like, I had to go to the bathroom like twice while I was there. And then like, it was about a 40 minute drive back to my, my apartment. And after a while, I'm like, yeah, I have to go. Um, I got something to do tomorrow. I can't go back to the, to your place with you guys. So I'll see you later. And then I went home and shit my brains out at home. <laughs> what's that was uh, what's the, the longest drive ever to what, what when sucked? you're just sitting there being like, don't shit yourself. <laughs> what sucked was, you know, on when I was, uh, I, I had a roommate as well and he oh was like God, yeah yeah i didn't want to use the restroom while you were like just shitting your brains out because i i i thought i i would have got it so i just purposely <laughs> held it and went to other places and used the bathroom there <laughs> that's not how food poisoning like, works 
<laughs> and I was like, shit, I'm sorry, literally. <laughs> Wait, so he just mind over mattered his own food poisoning? He's like, I don't need to poop. Yeah. I'll go. Because <laughs> he would just hear me because the bathroom was right next to his room. So he would just hear me going, <laughs> Gripping the sides of the toilet bowl, fighting for your life. Yeah. See, it's it's rooms like those where I'm like, ah, if only I had the Japanese toilet that makes noise. Oh, the ones that play like like rushing water sound. Yeah, yeah. They can't cover up the sound of everything. I'll just tell you that much: they cannot cover up the sound of everything. You shitting your brains out, they will hear it. No. Like, oh, what if you just scream really loud? Someone loudly comes in, like, oh, what could this rushing water sound be? But why does it also smell like absolute death in here? Huh? Could just be that rushing water going on right now. Oh, you know, that's another thing, too. So, like, so I work in a Japanese-ass company, yeah? And then, I don't know why, people are just so, like, mindful of their of when they use the restroom. I have no fucking idea why. Where, like, I would go in there, and the guy would just stand there, and he wouldn't piss or anything. And then he would wait until I'm almost out the door after I finish pissing just to be like, yeah, I can start now. I didn't want also, him to hear. Also, hear a relevant this. thing that I saw on Twitter just now. <laughs> you feel the huge algae bloom in San Francisco Bay fixing the problem could cost fourteen billion dollars. Yeah, I actually did see that. I got that uh, on Google Trending as well. It knew that we were interested in talking about poop and pee today. Yeah. Um, Sorry about the shitty conversation, wait. everybody, <laughs> for our gaming podcast. But um, bumps. I did. Uh, hold on. Before we diverge off the topic, I still have one tangent on this. I still want to um, talk about shit, damn it. I want to talk I still about poop. <laughs> it's not every day I can talk about shit. They and here's my opportunity. About the time I had the diarrhea again. <laughs> uh, but there was. Uh, there, similarly, there was another public restroom moment where, like, I had gone in at the same time that somebody else had, which was just awful timing. But we both go into the bathroom, and it's like, oh, thank goodness. Both of the only two stalls are open. We'll both be able to go. So I go, get in the toilet, start getting ready, and then I can hear this guy go in the other to- in the other stall and just very slowly blowing his nose. <laughs> and then he walks out. I'm just like, did did I ruin this for him? <laughs> like this this piece of it's like there's no way you came all the way in here just to blow your nose. I mean, maybe, maybe, but uh, I don't know. He was holding. It's not fart. something I've personally ever done. <laughs> maybe <laughs> he was trying to keep it held together in the restaurant, and he just couldn't couldn't keep it in. Um, but yeah, people are weird in the bathroom. So, um, how have video games been treating you guys lately? <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> As far as video games, um, I was hardcore mainlining Xenoblade 3, but I've taken a break after 70 hours of the game as to not burn out on it because I have a lot of stuff to do still. I want to try and do all the side quests and stuff like as much as I can. I really want to see the ending, but I also really want to finish doing like you have six characters you play as like main characters. Then there's like a rotating seventh slot and like the seventh slot characters, they start out by having a side quest where you earn them and then they have a side quest later to expand their um 
their job class from level 10 all the way up to level 20. So you level up so far until 10. Then once you do that, like, um, loyalty, like, basically it's equivalent of, like, a loyalty quest or something like that or whatever. Like, they would have Mass Effect or something. And then you get the other 10 levels unlocked. But you also have that for the main characters. And I've done all the ones for all three girls. And I have to do the ones for the four guys, or for the three guys. And I'm at that point, I need to find how to start the one for the main character. And I have the other two, and I just need to do them. And I'm just like, you know, I'm going to take a break. But the reason I started to take the break was not from burning out. It's because I got a PS5. Uh, randomly, hey. someone sent me a PS5. Uh, I haven't said who, um, but someone in the community sent me one. And uh, I mainlined Horizon and Platinum did. That was a game that got much better as it went on. Uh, it has a very rough start to it. It has a very rough start. Like the first one or Forbidden West? So it mine came with Forbidden West, but I had never finished uh, Zero Dawn. So I'm like, okay, I'll get through Zero Dawn. I really want to see... The, I like really want to know what's going on in this game because I really like the intrigue of the, um, like you know this is a post-apocalyptic Robo world, Bios. like um what happened like why are there robots that look like animals around like what's up yeah. with the main character, so I got through it. The yeah. game's rough to start. Like the game, have you ever played it? So I played the I watched the fairest bit of Forbidden. What the hell? Uh, Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Uh, a friend played it <laughs> for biden um horizon forbidden west i actually did play like an hour of um but in both cases it uh it feels like generic ubi so i have a very i had a very hard time getting into either of them so to I, me, I do agree like, with that um, horizon zero dawn for sure um i think is open world video game the game it has every trapping of an open world game it has good combat though like i like the main character i like the combat I like the setting, and I like the like. Or I like the world. I don't care about the setting because the <laughs> setting itself. See, I never know what to describe it. Like, I like the world of the game. Like, I like the actual like you know the post-apocalyptic thing. I like the like the different, like how it's like you know the human civilization is just a bunch of different tribes and like the mo- like the monster like the dinosaurs robots and stuff like that. I like that, but the actual location is boring as shit. They're like, hmm, what should we have? We'll have a snowy area. Um, we'll have desert area, uh, forest, and then nondescript red rock area. Hope you like nondescript red rock formations because there's a lot of it. Because it's a uh, spoiler. It's in Colorado. So, like, of course it's mm. fucking red rock. Like, if you, I looked at it and, like, those red rocks look familiar. I bet this is in Colorado. And then, like, you go to, like, they have viewpoints in it, which instead of, like, you only have six things in the game. I think it's six. That are basically Ubisoft towers, but they're kind of cool because they're giant giraffe like dinosaur things, and like so I don't mind them that oh, much. Oh yeah, those things. But then you have these things called viewpoints, where like you go up to a certain point, and then you turn on her like focus thing, which is her like her handheld her heads up display computer, and it will show you like an image of what that area used to look like. And one of them is like the Colorado Museum of Modern Art or something like that. I'm like, okay, it's in Colorado. When I told my friend, I'm like, oh, it's in Colorado. He's like, oh. How did you find out? I'm like, it, the game literally tells you at like the first viewpoint you find that's like 10 feet from the starting village. So it's, I guess if you're going a roundabout way, you won't find out that's where it is. But, but like it, it, it yeah. is very much open world game, the game and has every open world Ubisoft trapping, but it has significantly less stuff to accomplish, which is kind of nice. Like you don't have to go find 500 flags 
or like a bunch of hidden like you know mul- like multiple types of collectibles there's three collectible types and i think there's total like maybe 60 collectibles which really isn't a lot and you can exchange them for items so they actually have a use too you get them like there's metal flowers there are um statues from like a, the banuk tribe which is another tribe in there and then there's like uh ancient vessels is what they're called they're coffee cups but then you can take take them give them to traders and they will give you high quality items in return so they actually have a use so like as much as it is that it's nice that like most of the stuff you do has a purpose instead of it just being like well we need to have this this and this checklist it like an ubisoft game i'm wondering if that was something very particular to what i played of forbidden west um in that it was worse about that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh i remember we were going across a uh you know typical coloradan red desert plateau area with some high level enemies managed to avoid the high level enemies and got to some sort of hut and it looked like we were supposed to do some kind of puzzle where you had to like push some blocks around and maneuver it around this vaguely ruined house shaped thing Mm. to be able to climb up and get some kind of artifact collectible I don't know. I probably messed with that for like a half hour before I was just like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I just put the brakes on the interesting part of this game to fiddle around with the equivalence of a Rubik's Cube for half an hour. <laughs> and it just, I don't know, that was the moment where it just bugged me enough to be like, I'm going to leave this unfinished mm. now and just move on. I have because heard I, the I, sequel I, does know, you, a lot of things better, but also at the same time worse. Because they, the one thing that kept... I'll say the one thing that kept me going in the first game is like what the intrigue of like what the fuck happened here but I was talking to another one of my buddies drones and he's like he's like it's weird it's both better and worse and he's like I'm just not in the story I'm like is it because there's not like that that unknown factor of like the world because now that you know what's going on you almost know too much so going into a new area like you go meet people you're like I know more than you. Like is that, yeah. is that he's like yeah that's the the problem like you know everything so there's nothing to uncover. Yeah, it's kind of that, but it's also kind of not, too, because, um, fuck, I I kind of. So you know her mission at the end of one, right? Yeah. So, basically, you're playing out that entire mission. Her entire mm-hmm. mission gets mission accomplished, pretty much at, at at the second game. And you, the different, like, story beats are you getting the different pieces, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And trying to remake it. And there are certain characters that are like, yeah, well, well I'm going to bring you up to speed. And there are so, certain other characters that are just like, I, well, I don't know how how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> Are you yeah, it kind of got. Harry? <laughs> I will say it kind of got old in the in the uh, the first game after a while. They're like, "How oh, is she doing?" It's like obviously she knows what the fuck she's doing. Like this is not the first yeah. time you've seen her do that. Although they but, finally like they finally had a character in the DLC acknowledge. She's like, "Who are you talking to?" And how are you hearing these things? And it's yeah. like, thank God someone's like at least doing that because everyone's just like, whoa. And this lady's like, oh, you're hearing them talk, aren't you? You hear the voices? And she's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like you had to put so all the they, cool stuff in the DLC. Yeah. So they kind of do that with two, where there are characters that are like, they're aware of like, 
is she, she crazy? Like, who the hell are you talking to? What What is this? But she's also very liberal on giving a focus out to, like, people. Mm-hmm. Because she gives it to, like, five-ish different people throughout the game in the sequel. And those those uh, people are are obviously included in the in the story beats. But well, the thing. So also, I I have. I'm I'm trying to phrase this because Timber, I'm gonna be really pissed off at you for a bit. <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't understand. So what do you want in a game? Because if you're you don't. If you want to go and explore and find this thing, wouldn't you want to encourage that? And fiddle around with something? Well, sure. Fiddling around with the thing and having something to do is fine. It just... It didn't feel like it was in service of what the game was trying to actually tell. It wasn't part of the game's narrative. It wasn't going to show reveal to me some some extra scene that would that would make everything make sense the way that something like jack and dexter did with its extra collectibles like it's just here's a thing to collect and maybe you'll get an achievement for it or it's just a thing um you're not a big fan of open world games are you you do no i i've regularly said i'm not a big fan i'm just like this more of just double yeah no and but timber you do because a lot of the things that you get is audio logs that reshapes what the world was beforehand. A lot of a lot of the things that you're getting extra obviously there are certain things that is like you can get better material to help um, make new weapons and fortify stuff. But a lot of it is re- talking about the world what happened before the fall. And there there's one like piece of thing specifically that literally shows what the military was doing when the fall happened. And sure, you might not see it now because you, you were only looking at one part, but, you know, the game is more than that. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't want to weigh too heavily on my opinion here because I did experience a whopping, like, hour that i played and an hour that i watched so that's not really enough to make an opinion an informed opinion of it yeah, i saw snippets of what did you look like trip typical did, did you take Ubisoft the, the um this is kind of a spoiler but it's within the hour did you take the elevator down uh if you took the elevator I, down you are not even in the main part of the world you're in the tutorial gotcha um, man, I don't remember. It's a big part of the, the, the game. Like, you pretty much, your, how you start is you take this elevator down. And that, that kind of gives you the hands-off from the tutorial to where the game opens up. And that's what, about okay. an hour, about an hour in or so, give or take. So. All right. It's possible that I didn't get past it then. But what I... What I saw so far wasn't particularly interesting, but mm. again, like I will say, with the Horizon think... series, one of the things is you kind of have to push through the beginning because, like, yeah, honestly, that, the beginning that, part that, of Horizon, outside of like the, like once you get through the proving, yeah, 
in between the proving and getting to Meridian is really fucking boring. Like, if yeah. you are just doing the story stuff in between there, and that's when I was like, you know what? I got through the proving. It's like, go to Meridian. I did not go to Meridian. I went around, and I leveled up to level 33, and then I went to Meridian for a level 12 main story quest. I did almost everything in the game before going to Meridian to continue the story, <laughs> and then I flew through the game. Which I prefer doing that. Because um, a lot of the other side stuff, after a while, I'm like, oh, cool, cauldrons. We're like, I don't know if cauldrons are in two, are they? I'm assuming they yeah, would they be are. because they, there's new robots. Like, once yeah. you get into the cauldrons and you, like, see, like, more of the sci-fi stuff. Like, once, that's the thing about Horizon. As boring as the games can be, or, like, is not boring, but, like, kind of what, like, dull as they are, <laughs> generic, like, as, as, like, generic as, like, that, like, tribe stuff can be, once you get into the sci-fi stuff, you're like, oh, that's cool, because, like, even the cauldrons, are six of them in the original game, mm-hmm. they all have similar features, but none of them are the same. Like, you never yeah. go through the same, that's why I could at least praise them, it's like, you gotta, you guys might have done, like, a open world game by numbers, but you at least like like switched it up enough like the tall necks all pretty much being the same thing doesn't bother me because like or once Mm. you get on top of it but all the areas are different like there's encounters some of them have nothing there some you're just you might have to find a bandit camp and then jump on top and then the dlc you have to put a tall neck back together so like they do vary that up enough instead of just climb to the top as tower see the area jump down move on like they actually do a bit more you just have to like push through the boring initial initial part which it's fair to not do it it's absolutely fair i played i looked my first save file for um horizon was like the year (laughs) um no the year after uh breath of the wild came out and i had not touched it since then until this like two weeks ago and now i have a platinum in the game after like giving it another shot Including the DLC. For 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 me. And, and uh, go 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 ahead go ahead. Demer. I was just gonna ask how long was your original like file before I you gave it about eight hours or so, it. and I was like, I don't know about this, but I had done story beat to story beat to story beat, and while the story does get better in Meridian, since I was like, everyone's like, I'll oh, just skip the side stuff, go do that. Well, honestly, a lot of the side stuff has more interesting things because I wanted to learn more about the world. And I'm usually not the type to do that. Like, I don't usually listen to audio logs. If people are talking, it's usually nondescript things to, like, describe what's going on. But, like, I like to go find the old buildings. Like, oh, there might be something in here. If the the audio logs play when I'm walking around, I, like, you know, I half listen to them. The viewpoints were cool because I got to see them. Like, oh, this is what this world looked like. So it's still not even the world I know. But it's, like, a future version of it. And then once I'm like, okay, I've got leveled up enough that I can power through the boring parts of the main quest really quickly, the story end up keep like not, not gripping me, but I'm like, okay, I want to see what's next. I want to see what's next. New people came up. Like once once Nihilus gets into the into the story a little bit more, I think that's when it gets so much better. Who's that? Uh, oh, silence. Another silence. Yeah. Yeah. He, he like What's he was I one of those. He said Nihilus, and I was he like, said Nihilus, I think. I think the just... Spectre. Hmm? The Spectre from Mass Effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the sci-fi wires crossed. <laughs> I no, was like, like... It's, it's something else. <laughs> There's a couple characters that once you meet them and get in like once you meet the people who are more interested in showing you the world, 
it yeah. becomes a lot more interesting. And it's like right after you get through the main quest of Meridian that the story picks up a lot. Yeah. But like Meridian's and, really where everything gets going. And I think for, for me, two two suffers from that as well. Like it took a while for me to get into two. Granted, you know, I was having a really good time with it, but it's the same story beats of like, oh, okay, this is happening. She's the outsider. She's the savior of Marin, da, 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 da. But it doesn't really pick up story beat wise until un, until a good chunk after. And I, 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 how I equate that game is there's three parts or three acts in that game. And first getting your home base um, is a good, like, I want to say 10 hours, 10, 12 hours until that act is done. And then you can branch off into act two and how long. It just depends on how long that takes for act mm-hmm. two. And then act three is probably the longest, in my personal opinion. Once you get... Because um, uh, when you start act two, you can kind of pick and choose your routes of how you want to finish it. And then Act 3 is after that, literally after that, because something happens that kind of shakes that up. And um, Act 3 is probably the best and the worst part of that game because it introduces something that amount or a, a robot that literally I wish you could have had in the beginning or near the beginning of the game because it would have made Traversal so much better. But... Mm. It's kind of an in-game thing, but then I also think, how the hell, if they are going to do three, how the hell are they going to reboot you from three? Timber, do you ever plan on getting through the games, like at least the first game or anything, or did you say you watched the whole first game? I didn't watch the whole first, no, it was like an hour that I saw. Do you plan to go through it Um, ever, or? I I mean, I intend to, because I think I have Horizon, like the first one, Mm free on my ps5 like i yeah, have it probably was free at some it. point i just yeah it's just one it of those things where it's days, like days of play i will say it was gonna a find lot, the time it was a lot nicer to play through it on ps5 because it actually ran at 60 fps on ps5 or it ran at like 30 ish yeah. on ps4 like, pro i think the same criticisms that i have for for horizon is it pretty much the same criticisms that i have with days gone Mm-hmm. Um, to be to be perfectly honest with the first boy both one and two for horizon it's the same thing that i have with days gone where days gone yeah looks can be deceiving it looks like a by the number open world zombie thing but if you spend some time with it you can kind of see it a little bit more than that it's just you gotta get past the preconceived notions about that and that that's also what played day, Days Gone to not selling well because a lot of people I, thought it was Last of I Us. I do want to give that I another tried. try, but I need to get PS Plus again. Mm. Yeah, I tried Days Gone, um, and it's not you know the the zombie thing wasn't necessarily the turnoff because I was having a, a decent enough time with it's the, open the first world. couple no, of hours I, that I, I played. I completely understand. Like, I'm. Yeah. For, for, for I think me. I think it's just I think it's just a, fundamentally like every single time that I bash these games, it's like I think I just need to like insert. Hey, remember this is my least favorite genre of video game. <laughs> like yeah. I can't I can't ignore the fact that open world just does not work for me. I couldn't. I love Zelda, and I barely like I enjoyed Breath of the Wild because it was Zelda, despite it being an open world. Not because it was an open world, right? 
Like, I liked all the other Zeldas mm-hmm. far more as an overall package because they actually had... Um, they felt more cohesive. And, and I, I've, I've battered this, this uh, dead horse at this point to the point where it doesn't even exist anymore. But uh, to me, smaller scale means greater vision. The things that you run into are more likely to all be unique because there's not this, like procedural generation or play by numbers where it's like insert 50 ruins with x object in them that are all vaguely different as opposed to here's this dude on a mushroom which is like there's one of those and it's interesting because i didn't see 60 other mushroom men on my way here you know um but that's that's how i feel I want to say, um, in my, it's, I'm trying so hard to not get in spoiler territory, but like a little bit for the first game, just really want to voice this to Ken. So if you don't want to hear it, Timber, you can tap out for a second. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, one thing I noticed about the game, uh, the first game, Ken, mm. they they make sure so hard in the beginning of the game, you find out that everyone in the Nord tribe hates you. They all fucking hate you. Yeah, and then. Later on, things happen, and the Nora tribe gets attacked, and they're like, you save have to go save your people. <laughs> like, you have to go save your people. And I'm like, but they all suck. Yeah. And then they even try and go around, they're like, oh, we like you now. And she's even like, no, you guys suck. But the game tries so hard to make you care about her homeland being destroyed. But I'm like, I don't care. Fuck those people. Who cares? Yeah. Who yeah. cares that so, they're being like slaughtered right now? They've been dicks and they're bad people. Like in all everything that's bad that's happened, they have brought upon themselves. You have done mm-hmm. nothing to make me care about these people, but now all of a sudden you want me to. Because mm-hmm. even she's like, oh, well, you know, they're my people. No, who cares, Aloy? Who cares? They don't like you, and they don't like. They only like you now because of reasons. Yeah, because of I reasons. love that. I love that false decision in video games too. Like there's, this is a very common trope where it's like, these guys were dicks to you the whole time and now they need your help. Are you the player going to be heroic enough to jump in and do the right thing? Nope. It's like, I would, if I had a choice to be like, eh, probably not. <laughs> if you have a choice, but they usually don't give one to you. It's usually just like, you're going to help the dicks now. It's like, I don't want to help the dicks. Well, too bad. What's it's the right thing is, to do. So, so in... Into, see, I I kind of want to talk about this in two as well. There is, uh, I will get through two the, for, pretty soon if it helps. Okay, I don't care okay. about spoilers. Okay. Like, I'll I'll play if I okay. play this game, um, I'll play it either way. They implement a little bit things of of choice mm-hmm. into into, and you can choose. There, there are like I believe there are like a handful of critical decisions of what you can or can do. Um, overall, they do kind of matter. They do kind of matter. There is one in near like I want to say in the middle of Act Two where uh, personally I don't think it matters um, the choice and it doesn't really show up later on. There, there is one major choice in in the third act that kind of makes sense, but kind of doesn't as well (laughs) because I'm just like, Oh, so this, this, this thing happens and you're, you're just going to be, be palin palin and stuff like that. And just like, Oh yeah. Okay. 
sure. <laughs> it's it's very interesting that they, how they did that last choice, and it's good because you know the person that that does that performance is a really good performer, and obviously I want to see more of that. But I was just like, mm, I don't know about this this particular choice. <laughs> But they do make a little bit much more of a pretenses of choice. Mm. I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> In two now. So there, there's a lot of things that I've liked about Into though. I feel like I Sony think... really needs to like expand out just in general. Just thinking about how that and like kind of like you yeah. know like where are they going to go with the third game? I know I haven't gotten through it, but they're going to need to start moving out from just making the same type of game with a different flavor from all their studios soon like we're getting yeah, to a point it's, where it's, like they're doing too many of like this is the same thing again yeah but it's, in a it's different flavor with a different well, yeah with a different flavor i think see i i have no idea what they're gonna do with if they are gonna do a three i have no fucking flipping idea of how they're gonna do three because of just the tease that they introduce does not seem like something that where Aloy is currently can handle. I think the only way I could see them, like if they continue it, like if you say like her missions accomplish, I can kind of get an idea. Somehow yeah. they'll have they have to go to the other side, another country, or have her leave and get somewhere else somehow. Which I don't know how they would do that either. Uh, you can you can understand that once you get to the mm. the, the um, Act Three. Um, okay. For for me, I think the only way they can do a third game is her going somewhere else. Yeah. Like that's the only way because, and you you see a little bit of the prior areas. I mean, you see Marin in in two. See where Marin is. Oh, um, Meridian. Uh, Meridian. Meridian. You only see Meridian for like a small part of two. I say like I heard it starts in the beginning, like the area of the first game, but then you yeah. leave there. You leave from yeah. there to go, yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. And then literally, you take this big ass elevator, and then you're in the new area, and which is in between Colorado and Nevada. <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> Don't you go to San Francisco? Yeah, that's the end game. I I, uh, I thought that was that, something that was well known and established, so that's the only reason I yeah. know that. Uh, yeah, that's Act Three. So, so okay. you go through you go through Nevada. Um, okay. From Colorado to Nevada to California. Yay! A lot of areas that don't have a whole lot of going on in them. Yeah, uh, but it gives the example of why certain places are certain places. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I think you go to where Napa is and like the, the like there's a snowy area right before um san francisco okay. i think that's where um napa valley is and where they they aspen and all that crap where they go skiing so that would make sense in point of view there but yeah no timber i, I don't mean to be hard on on that it's just that preconceived notions <laughs> Such a I got you, Kevin. <laughs> I'm kind of backhanded, but yeah. 
Um, it's just like, but yeah, it would be, be harsh like me, on it. It's just it your... would be like me playing. Um, what's what's that damn game that you love? What, so what much? that show that Timber likes? <laughs> what's that show? Oh, Jorah's Mask. No, no, it would be like me playing. God damn it! I can't, I can't think of the game that made you on the map. Undertale. Oh, Glover. Undertale. It's being me, me playing Undertale, just being angry all the time and being like, "What the fuck?" Oh man. <laughs> I like how I have an entirely different notion of what put me on the map at this point. Well, I think it's I'm either that the or the Gary Oak song, but... Yeah. Yeah, weirdly, even to this day, I still occasionally hear people reach out and be like, Hey, I know you have this channel where you did, like, 50 things. My favorite video is the second one. And I'm like, good. <laughs> I should have stopped there. <laughs> I peaked. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I did end up platinum uh, Horizon because so, it was stupid easy. After a while, I was just like, so this just takes time. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it just takes time. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to go in and uh, just start two immediately? So I, I, I finished it's... two about a week ago. So I've been like, maybe not a week ago. So I finished, yeah, I guess it has been. So I finished the main story, I finished the DLC, and then I went back and I did all the cleanup. The only trophies I'm missing are New Game Plus and then Ultra Hard Mode. And, bitch, I played that game on easy, because normal mode was stupid difficulty spikes. I don't know who balanced yeah. the difficulty in Horizon, but they had their head up their ass the whole time. It's like, there's a, story there's Story a, difficulty like is like... There's a survival like, mode in 2, and I was just like, nope. <laughs> like, You're story difficulty in, in exists. <laughs> Story difficulty exists, and it's stupid easy, which is great if you just want to experience the game. It's great. Like, I finished some of the, like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's great. Easy mode exists, and like, okay, in easy, it's like a little, it's harder. And then normal is like barely any different from easy, but like a little, everything's a little bit less tanky. But, yeah. oh my god, the game is hard for no reason sometimes. Like, they'll just be like, okay, well, we have, um three major enemies that are just going to keep knocking you over and they're just all going to keep taking turns turns just like steamrolling you i'm like this is not fun whoever made these encounters like i had that problem with the dlc because you, you fight these things called like fire claws or something they're giant bears and in a couple areas there's two of them and i just kept getting steamrolled because like literally steamrolled they would like have like like catch on fire turn steamy and then run me over and I'm like, who designed these encounters? This is not fun. I can't even stand up. And I dropped everything, like, because those were, like, the last few things I needed to do for the trophies. I dropped the shit down to story difficulty. I went from doing chip damage to just, like, each arrow, basic arrow, was just, like, melting this thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is this difficulty balance? Who did this in this game? And you want me to play on ultra hard for a trophy? No. I have every other trophy except for those two trophies for New Game Plus. Because they're idiots. But I finished that. And then I'm like, okay, I need to play something that's... N I was like, I want to play Forbidden West. But I'm like, I'm probably going to burn out if I play it immediately. Because I played like 30, -ish, 30 to 40 hours of, of Horizon Zero Dawn. So I went through Astro... Astro Boy... Astro's um, Playroom. So good. I platinum that because that was stupid easy as well. That was like a nice fun thing of like, oh, cool. I know that thing. It was a lot of like, you know, that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio with like a cigarette and <laughs> in like a thing of whiskey pointing at the screen. Like, oh, that was me the whole time going through. Like, I know that thing because they have like little cameramen like like um vi like um videotaping uh, the yeah, other Astro Boys dress up that. like other characters. I'm just like, oh, I know that one. 
Although there's a few where I'm just oh. like, I have no idea what that is. Lost your shit at the Horizon one, right? Since uh, you just finished playing I that. I did, although my, <laughs> my favorite one was the Eco one. I found um, Eco and Girl. Yeah, yeah, Eco was pretty good. I was happy when I saw Jack and Daxter in there, too. I was mm-hmm. surprised. Crash was in there. Uh, they had, like, just a Spyro action figure. Uh, what else do they have? They had... <laughs> There's little trophies for everything, too. So, like, all the trophies are just, like, for doing random challenges or, like, going and finding a couple of the different, um, like, um, little Astro Boy, like, cosplay things. And one of them was, like, the subway station from Heavy Rain, and the trophy is Jason and stuff like that. (laughs) There's, like, little things like that everywhere, and the trophies are associated with a lot of those. Also, Timber, why are you surprised? You knew this was like a uh, a uh, uh, who's who of PlayStation things. Well, so yes, but to me, there's sort of a cutoff where it's like, all right, what are the marketable things that they think people are going to recognize? Some of the things were and deep as, cuts. Yeah, some of the things were yeah. deep ass cuts, man. Like even like me, a PlayStation person, was just like, oh wow, I'm I'm actually surprised they included this. There but, was like, one, and it was, yeah. like, uh, one of the Astro Boys, they had, like, their head was a letter with a stamp. Yeah. Was that Tearaway? Yeah, it was Tearaway. Okay, so I was looking at it, I'm like, I have no idea what the yeah. fuck you're supposed to be. I looked at it for a while, I'm like, I have no idea. And my best guess was Tearaway. I was like, I have no idea. There was there was a Am few I where dream- I just, like, look at them, I'm like, I have no clue. I think, unless I'm dreaming, because it's been a while since I played, they had a Chulip one in there, too, didn't they? Let me uh, look. Astros. Um, uh, Ch- Chulip is the game where you ran around and kissed people. Let's see. Every like play, every Easter egg PlayStation. Let's see. Um, there's Flower, Ape Escape, Medieval. The Medieval one was nice. Oh, Death yeah, Stranding yeah. was funny. Okay, it was yeah. Tearaway. Eco, Everybody's Golf, Last Guardian. Okay, that's what that was. Last Guardian, the one with the bird. I was like, I think I know what that is. but Oh, yeah, yeah. Dog. Heavy Rain was like one of them kind of dead on the ground with an origami on it. Um, yeah. MLB The Show. Jump, Jumping Flash. I didn't get that one because I've never played it. And it was the giant rabbit. I, I look. Yeah, it was the giant rabbit. Ace Combat. Ghost of Tsushima. I knew that one. Infamous. Mm-hmm. Siren. Yeah, there was, Siren got one. I'm like, really? Siren? Yeah. Well, because they had that um, PlayStation only game a while back. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're, they've all been PlayStation only. Oh, it's, a Sony, okay. it's a Sony Studios one. Uh, Doku Demo Isho, which was a Japanese only. Like, they had a pocket station in there, and I'm like, oh, I know what that is. I have one. <laughs> Ridge Racer, Gravity Rush. It's Gravity me. Rush one was nice. The Final Fantasy VII one was just the sword. Yeah. Pain. Silent Hill 2 had one. Ratchet and Clank. Killzone. Resistance Fall of Man. Vib Ribbon. I did not notice the Vib Ribbon one. Yeah, Vib Ribbon has one. I missed the Spider-Man one as well, but I think that was... Anything in the final level was kind of hard to tell because you were, like, in a little spaceship. Yeah. Oh, Detroit Become Human. That's what that was. Devil May Cry. Little Big Planet. Yep. Wipeout. Farpoint, which was a VR somewhere. game. Rezogun. Yep. Street Fighter. God of War 2005. I think I missed that TV. God of War. Oh, no. Then they had God of War, the newer one, with um, Kratos and Boy on the beach. Yep. Loco Roco, Concrete Genie. I did no no clue that that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, PS2 Rubber Duck. Concrete Genie. Yep, the Rubber Duck. 
That's oh, was that a demo. tech demo? Oh, okay, I didn't get yep. that one. Uh, Fat Princess, Metal Gear. The Metal Gear Solid one was nice. Too. You hit it, it did the little noise. <laughs> I like the Until Dawn people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil, yes. that one. Yeah, I remember I saw those and I was like, oh yeah, there's my favorite guy. He's got the coat. <laughs> Sly Cooper, you Defining um, features. For Sly Cooper, you could barely get close to him to see him because he got in the safe right away. Yeah. The Monster Hunter dudes. Yeah, I saw the Horizon one. Dreams had the dinosaur. Uh, did you find Alucard? I didn't find Alucard. I wanted yeah, Alucard. To, I, I hmm. knew of it, but I tried to find it. He was one of the places. If you if you got a hundred percent, you ran into Alucard. Yeah. Okay. I I did platinum. So Last of Us, Bloodborne. I see. I I want I want a little figure of the Bloodborne Astrobot. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Oh, that was Days Gone. There's a guy in a bike stuck in the mud, or something. Oh, they even had a Legacy of Kane Rain Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Oh, Shadow of the Colossus. I, I thought think... it was Iron Giant, that giant thing. I didn't realize it was Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> I kept looking at him like, what are you? Shit, even the Order 1886 got a reference in there. Yeah, I, I saw that one. That'll teach you how, how deep cuts they went. Knack got a reference. Yeah, hey, I mean, pretty much any, if they did Soul Reaver, pretty much anything is possible. Although, funnily enough, when I saw that one... I did not connect the dots. I was just like, ah, he's like a ninja. <laughs> you know, like if you don't get the reference, you're just like, oh, they're just being little, you know, robo ninja things. But yeah, I ran through all that. What was my even point for that? Yeah, I ran through that and I, uh, I got the, the platinum and that. That was a fun little distraction. And then, like, from there, I'm like, what am I going to do now? So I bought Death Stranding Director's Cut. <laughs> I've been playing that. My girlfriend yeah. watched me play some of it, but she missed the opening 20 minutes because I played it the night before, where they literally explain everything that's going on in the world. Like, everything up until where Sam wakes up yeah. after the um the first um, void out, she missed. And, like, you have a dude that literally says word for word what happened into the world as if Sam wouldn't have known it already. And Fragile explains what happens with Timefall. And my girlfriend's biggest priority of questions to ask me was, why hasn't Norman Reedus showered much? His hair looks gross. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but the worst part is he does shower. Like, you have a shower in your little cell every single time you log in. So it's like, you can you can bathe him. He just it never ungreases his hair. I, uh... I did play a little bit of Death Stranding, I, and I liked, I did like what I played, but I don't know. I never went back to it. It's just one of those things where it's a pretty big investment of time to get through it. Because it's open world. Is it worth exploring yeah. much in there? Because it doesn't feel uh, like there's... it's worth explore, exploring much of the world. It's kind of like just go from point A to point B, and like everything in between is just like... If you want to be able to just... I was going to just say jizz through the, 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 the outcomes. Uh, there's there's places where you can strategically put, like, speed. Sp it It's only good if you want to learn how to, the, the speedy ways to get through that game. Because, mm. like, I don't feel like most of the stuff's been destroyed. I'm like, well, really, like, 
going anywhere will i see any references to things like am i ever going to go through a city and be like oh i know that thing but like it just doesn't feel like that's the type of game well i mean you know you get to see uh guillermo that's that's like basically an easter egg i pointed out every other person in there that was like an actor or like someone famous in it and i kept pointing out like and that's guillermo del toro's skin and my girlfriend did not ever acknowledge it I'm like, why is that the only person you're not acknowledging? You know Mads Mikkelsen, but you don't know Guillermo del Toro? <laughs> what was Mads Mikkelsen? In? She saw... on. What was it in that she knows him from? Oh, she knows... She's like, is that Hannibal? He's from... Is that yeah, Hannibal Lecter? Oh. And I'm like, I don't... I can't believe... I don't know, and I I'll have to look it up. Walking Dead. She knows... Well, that's Norman Reedus. Or was he also oh, shit, in that? Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. no. The whole time, I think like, I... I'm pretty sure that's, that's Hannibal Lecter. I'm like, I didn't see that. Yeah. But that's been kind of fun. I don't know if I'll be able to like mainline that one, but I'll play it here and there. Uh, yeah, see, like, like I said, I lo- I really like Death Stranding, mostly because I just like, I like how, I like how ironically, I like how empty the world is, and you can kind of just majigger your way through deliveries. It, like it, it's one of those like it kind of makes sense for it to be, and also with it being. Oh, like there not being other stuff to do you don't feel compelled to go off the path so it's like yeah. a narrative game in a false open world like yeah, yeah there's other stuff to go over there and look but there's nothing there so there's no reason to go there it just has like this like this artificial open world given to you this like that that's it almost feels like that's like the gotcha for for um Kojima there, he's like, I literally gave you an empty, oh, an open world with nothing to do in it. There's nothing yeah. there. And it's like, it's almost like that's the point. Like, there's a critique or, like, this commentary on open world games having nothing to do. So he literally just went ahead and did that. He's like, you guys thought Phantom Pain had nothing in its world? I'll give you nothing in the world. Here's a game about nothing in the world. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I'm yeah, I know you like... I know you like it. Tova really liked it, and he's just like, "Hell yeah, you're finally playing it." I liked what I played of it on PC, but like, I'm like, "Well, it was like ten bucks for an upgrade, ten or fifteen bucks for the upgrade on PC, and I don't sit at my PC and play games." Or it was like yeah. twenty bucks to get a physical for PS5, and then like, I don't have any PS5 games yet, so like, I got that. I like the dual the dual sense controls on it. Yeah, like though um, it's probably one of the best usage in my in my personal opinion, even better than um. Um, Horizon. See, I haven't played the PS5 port of Horizon yet, but did did it have the feeling for the knock? Her, Horizon the... or Horizon Zero? Horizon Forbidden West or Zero Dawn? Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn has no PS5 features except for a 60 FPS. Okay, okay. Because so, like, um, that's uh, why like when for, I finally play something else, I'm like, knock. oh. So like in Astro Boy or Astros, I keep on calling Astro Boy. In Astros, like you could feel every footstep and stuff. It's the same thing in. Death Stranding, you can feel every footstep. Depending on how much stuff you have packed on you, the triggers get more um, resistance to them. And I've liked that. I like those resisting triggers. So, yeah. like, it's, it's probably the and best like, thing of those controllers. <laughs> and, like, I can feel, like, when he's starting to sway, I can feel it before I see it. And I've, I've liked that because I'm someone who likes the tactile feel of something. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, I'm still just going to, like, hold both triggers and run because that's how you beat the game but yep. it's it's just been nice like it's like oh this has actually been worth it to have a different controller it's been worth it to not be playing this on pc 
in a way. Because I think I was playing it keyboard and mouse initially. Yeah, I, d- I did find that to be a, um, super responsive and cool, and I was glad that I was playing it on PS5 as well. I never considered it. I, I think I do own it on PC, but I didn't ever even like try downloading it. It was just mm-hmm. like, I got it for free through PS Plus, and I was like, all right. There's an, play that one. I want to get more PS5 games. Most of the stuff I have are upgrades or just PS4 games in general. So like, I want to get more stuff that uses these this controller because I've really enjoyed it. I just don't know what to do because like, I don't know if I could mainline Death Stranding, so I don't know what to play now. I really wish the uh, intermission DLC was cheaper. I don't want to spend 20 bucks on a five-hour mission. Resident Evil Village again. So <laughs> I'm, my friend's going to lend me Village... And he's also going to re- lend me Ghostwire Tokyo. So I might rush through Ghostwire. Um, that way he can have it back. Because he bought it and hasn't played it. <sighs> well, yeah. I mean, it's that also was gonna, an interesting one. It's also going to be part of Plus. Yes, Ken? Um, Ghostwire. I thought Ghostwire is going to be on Plus soon. It might. I don't nice. have. Like, is that for like the Plus Extra or whatever? I think it's for the plus extra. I, I'm like, it's either that or Deathloop. I forget. It's one of those games. That I've been Probably Deathloop will be on there first. Or they might both mm. be. Who knows? It's going to be Bethesda's giving, us, giving Sony a bone before they just go right to Xbox. <laughs> but overall, have you been liking your PS5 experience? Because um, you've had it I, for about a month now, right? I've had it for about... I got it on August 20th. So I've had it about two and a half weeks, right? Let yeah, me see. One, two, one, two. That's yeah, so gonna... like two and a half weeks. Uh, for being a free console, absolutely love it. The fact I didn't pay for it was nice. Someone bought me it <laughs> um, for reasons. But like, I, other than that, I really do like it. Um, having had an Xbox Series X, it doesn't. I'm not as excited, I guess, as I would have been if this was my first next gen console or current gen, yeah. whatever. Um, it doesn't yeah. mean I dislike it, but like that was like the oh my god, I can play new games, it'll all run better, stuff like that. My backwards compatible games will run better, so that wow factor is not there. But um, there's a lot of games I couldn't play before, and a lot of the upgrades give me new trophy lists. And I'm not someone who's usually motivated by trophies. But occasionally it can make me want to go through... It will make me want to go through a game again if I haven't earned them. So a lot of the PS4 games, when they got upgraded, they have new PS5 trophy lists. So it just it just gives me a little bit of extra motivation to replay something. Mm. I don't have See, this problem also, on Switch. Like on Switch, I if I beat think, something, I'll replay it if I want to play it because there's no trophies. I also think that's good that you're at least, you're at least all three of us, you know, the, the, the main people on here or finally have a next-gen system, because we can finally talk about that. I mean, um, I've, I've had one. Well, more so more so for the PS5. <laughs> yeah. Just put my my poor Xbox, there. you have not been used in a while, and it's not because my PS5. I just I got Xenoblade. I only play, like, one new game at a time. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I'm the same not way. Like that. I and really don't just, have... Um, once, once 8 comes out, because I don't know... How, if if Yakuza is gonna just continue just to be, um, both pass and current gen, I'm yeah, pretty sure I, they're just gonna transition to next gen only. 
I think this next one is next gen only, possibly, because like, like a dragon was already pushing the base model PS4 and um, Xbox One, because like I played on PS4 Pro, so like the game ran fine. But then Chris yeah. Chris played it on PS4 base, then <laughs> PS5, and he's just like, oh man, you gotta play it on PS5 now that you got one, you can play it and see how much smoother it ran. I'm like, bud, I played it on PS4 Pro, like it was fine. But I have played yeah. I have played it on the the base Xbox One and it was horrible how much how bad it ran. Like getting into encounters, so it took a minute. So I'm sure it's a lot you know, it looks better than the PS4 yeah. version because they have ray tracing and stuff, but like I'm like, bud, it's not much better than what I was already seeing. <laughs> I also I also think that um no, well, because of that, you can just carry over your save file from mm-hmm. from seven to eight. And so I'll have to rebeat it on ps5 because your save file didn't transfer from the previous one but i can go ahead and do that like and then i'll it'll give me a reason to beat it again yeah and then you can just uh be able to uh play everything well i mean as of right now i think they put all the yakuza games on playstation premium so as well so you can play all the ps4 games except for judgment on ps5 you have to buy judgment remastered to play it on ps5 though that's the only bad thing. Which and it's really weird that just specifically that game has that issue. They 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 don't want they want people people to pay for the the Johnny skin. It's the Johnny's tax. But like but like Lost Judgment has a free upgrade from PS4 to PS5. Yeah, it's it's I'm just sure it's just Judgment it One, regulate, which makes it really it's weird. Just judgment One. I think also because they had a. There's there's another one too. I think they had to pay Don Quixote as well. I think my my thought is Microsoft must have bought an exclusive thing to have a cross gen judgment copy cuz no no even their judgments judgment I'm I'm trying to figure it out because I think even like judgment on Xbox only works on Series X but Lost Judgment is cross platform. It's weird. It must be something with Johnny's then. Yeah, I, I legit think that's that's the reason because um, it wouldn't be donkey. It wouldn't be donkey because then the other games wouldn't be able to be played. You would have to buy them. I'm wondering if it had to do with the fact that like for PlayStation at least, since yeah. a lot of copies that are out in the wild have the old guy that got removed from uh, theirs data on it. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they're just like. They had to like just to break free to have a new copy that has none of his data on it because you can uh, yeah. install you the can... original Judge Eyes and see yeah. him his or his work in there, and then the new stuff has him removed. Yeah. So, uh, I played a handful of games. Oh. Yeah, I played um, two of them. Two of them I've been playing for a while. It's just uh, the Warcraft series. This little known game series that made by an unknown publisher uh developer so uh warcraft 3 mm. uh, i never actually got through that game the entire time I, I usually tell this story about how the first time i played it was in a gas station in romania they had a land cafe above the gas station and i remember going in and playing the first few missions on hard mode. I played on hard mode because I was like, well, I played Warcraft 2 all the way through and I played Command and Conquer games. I know RTS games, so I'm like, I'm going to play it on hard. Couldn't get past the third mission 
and then I had to leave. So that was a, an ill-conceived idea, considering I had limited time with it. Uh, coming back to it now, this time around, I played it on normal because I knew what was, what was in store, and it just wasn't going to be a quick um, game if I have to play through these missions, which a lot of mm. the missions in Warcraft 3 have these, like, survival missions if you've ever played any rts game made by blizzard they love these things they did it in starcraft 2 where it's like survive for 20 minutes you build up your base and then there's like just swarms and swarms and swarms of enemies that come after you and in the final two minutes they always make it virtually impossible to survive um so you just gotta hope your buildings outlast the incoming wave but with warcraft 3 they do it um many times uh, the third mission was a 30-minute timer for it, I believe. So you had to survive for 30 minutes. And if you failed that mission, that meant if you failed that mission late in the mission, you're doing another 30-minute mission. <laughs> you know, you're redoing the whole thing. Um, later on, they include a few others that do this, but probably the most egregious one is where I ended up stopping. Now, the game is split up into two two games there's reign of chaos and then there's its expansion frozen throne reign of chaos ends with a battle on mount hygel where effectively you have finally formed an alliance with the horde and the alliance aka the humans so humans orcs and night elves and you're playing as the night elves trying to protect the world tree and it is a 50 minute survival mission where you have to survive the incoming burning legion, a.k.a. a whole bunch of demons that just keep on coming and coming. And they follow a linear path through all the bases. So they go through the humans and the orcs and then you. Um, throughout this mission, I failed the mission twice. Uh, the first time, I failed because I didn't give a shit about my allies. I was like, fuck Thrall. Whoop. Microphone, come back. Uh, fuck Thrall. <laughs> And uh, fuck Jaina, I don't care about those characters, I don't care about their, their bases, I need to build up my defenses, turtle up, and survive this thing. Uh, that ended up being a really bad tactic. But the second time around, I still failed trying to protect their bases because of one critical thing that I didn't realize, which is, this is the level where they introduced two new units. One is a Chimera, which is like a giant dragon thing. Nuff said, it's powerful, it flies, it's expensive, it's your ultra weapon thing. Uh, the other thing it introduces are hippogriffs. And at no point in the game up till now did you use this unit, right? So there was no way for me to know this, but I just started making hippogriffs, start trying to make like a balanced force. And I start seeing that all my hippogriffs are getting melted. I'm just like, what's going on? Why is everything just dying immediately why are my archers dying constantly yeah the hippogriffs are just like melted puddles on the ground there's these flaming infernals coming at me and they've completely totaled all of my base defenses like what do i do here and then by pure happenstance i clicked on one of my archers and i looked a little closer and i saw a little button underneath that says ride nearest hippogriff and i was like what click the button, hit archer and hippogriff fuse into some ultimate unit of, you know, archer riding on a hippogriff. And I'm like, oh, so like I basically had like two transformers and I never actually fused them together to make them into something useful. <laughs> I've just been throwing them as raw materials at the enemy. So that explained why it didn't go well. The minute I did that, the entire mission turned around. It was just like a basic mechanical lack of understanding. Um, 
So I had this critical realization, finished the mission, finished Mount Hygel, finished the Reign of Chaos campaign, and that is the moment when, when I went to mute my microphone to watch the cutscene, that I realized it had already been on mute since the last time I saw a cutscene. <laughs> Proud of you. Uh, yeah, so that kind of did it for me. I was like, all right, I finished Reign of Chaos technically. I don't have it in me to go through more because literally no one cared about watching me go through 20-hour campaigns of RTS games from 2008. So RTS is weird. That was the end of that. It's, like, it's such a niche. I feel like this has become like a niche uh, genre once again. Like It always kind of was, but it's become even more niche because do they even really make them much anymore? It kind of evolved into MOBAs. Like MOBAs mm. really took over the RTS space, and I, I think it scratches the same itch, so people don't feel as is that what you interested like in, in that. Not really. Uh, I do like Smite, but to be perfectly honest, I like Smite because of how far it's distanced itself from its m- MOBA roots. Like it's you know the camera position's different. You're it's more about skill shotting than it is about ability cycles. RTS is uh, for me. I like the fact that it's you know managing this bigger army and sort of having a a macro game where you've got this base that you're maintaining while also scouting out units and playing a little bit of a game of rock paper scissors with enemy army compositions it's interesting uh it's also stressful and to me anytime i play those games i'm like if there's one thing i can point to that made these you know not so popular with folks it's the fact that it's stressful to play like it minute to minute you're constantly under pressure to play quickly it's Mm -hmm. about speed um going for distance he's going for speed also, it died because PC gaming died. Oh, like true. consoles PC are did die for a long time. Yeah, PC gaming died. I'd I'd say it's still dead. Like there's there is some PC gaming Which left here in what, terms what, of what, what was originally considered PC gaming is far dead. Now PC gaming is kind of an extension of console. It's just like everything console gaming and PC gaming are kind of the same thing now. Right. Yeah, they they made it this central thing where it's just like, it's just another console you can play on. But back in the day, there was very specific kinds of games that you played on PC, and it's what I grew up with. So for me, a lot of the nostalgia of like, oh, games these days aren't so good is because I was not a console gamer, and everything that I knew as gaming kind of died with consoles taking over. Um, Things like The Sims kind of if it still exists, it exists in a very simplified form, and that's kind of most PC games. RTSs is just something that couldn't make the cut because it's so hockey-based that there's not enough buttons on a controller. Like, maybe if they could... The the solution I've seen people do is, like, they would basically make hotkey uh, combinations where it's like, if you hit left bumper, left trigger, X... Yeah, like, Halo Wars had a bunch of, like, hidden thing. controls that would make things easier, but you had to, like... It, it felt like unbuttoning the dress. Like, it just... It was, <laughs> it was like unbuttoning the dress in the dark with peanut butter in your hands. Like, it's just like, the still is not intuitive. Right. And the amount of control that you have in something like an RTS. So it's like, hey, I have this unit group where it's like, I want all archers in this group, and I want all of my warriors in the other one. Then that's control one on the archers, control two on the on the other thing, and then when I double tap one, it automatically snaps my camera to that that team and double tap two it'll snap to the other one and then i can click and and guide them wherever while also hitting the three key and then hitting h to start 
spawning something at one of the base buildings that I hockey. Like you had so much control over your controls and there, there really isn't anything like that in the console space where you can just fully manipulate the controls to be whatever you want them to be as you're playing without, you know, opening mm. up a settings menu and having to literally change it. But yeah, so I think that's a big, I think that's probably the biggest contributor, honestly, to RTS's death, which is a pity because it was a genre I really liked, especially when we had the corniness of Command and Conquer around with all of the uh, full motion video rewards for completing missions. Um, in general, that was kind of a weird trend with RTS games. Like, it wasn't just um, full motion video. Warcraft did the same thing, where it's just like, all right, you play through this RTS mission, which is very tactical and stressful, and it took a lot of effort. You blew up the enemy base. Congratulations, you are a winner. And then the reward was always like, and now presenting our VFX artists extremely challenging piece of work where they they made this two minute animated thing and you're just like whoa super cool that kind of uh died i don't know if it's just because in-game graphics got so much better that they don't feel the need to fill with you know pre-rendered stuff anymore yeah i think fmb after a while still... just like it became too costly to do it when it was just like because it was the whole thing was oh we can't get these characters to emote what we want them to have so then once they were able to do facial expressions better. Like, it was pointless. Probably also expensive to get, like, actors. Because they got, like, Tim Curry and shit like that. And, yeah. They did, yeah. Tim Curry was... That was also after they'd already gotten super popular and had EA's mm. backing, though. Before that, I mean, the the mo- everyone's favorite actor in Command & Conquer was the guy that played Kane, who was just the director of videography for this, for Westwood. Like he was, he, he came in, they're like, we're going to hire you. You're going to do the full motion videos. I was like, okay, on one condition, I get to play the main antagonist. Okay, go for it. <laughs> and then he did great, which is kind of not how that story usually goes. Um, all that to say, uh, I, I'm not playing Warcraft 3 anymore <laughs> because it got uh, it got too tedious. Then I played a little bit of World of Warcraft. I'm probably going to come back to that for a kind of pseudo uh, lore run where I really just want to quickly go through and, and cover some of the main things that are related to the original Warcraft games that are in WoW. I don't even know if there's much point to doing this, so I kind of have to dry run that before I do mm. a stream to see if it's even worth my time. But... Um, but that's something I was considering. Otherwise, I played Classic. I enjoyed it for a few hours. Then, as usual... Honestly, this this happened even back in the day. Where, like, I play it for a few hours. I'm having a good time. And then I start hitting this molasses. Which is this period at, like, level 8, level 9. Where I'm like, it's starting to take longer to kill these things. It's starting to feel like I'm getting worse over time. And that never really goes away. Like, the more you level in that game, the longer it takes to kill things. You never, like, it kind of has the reverse problem of most games, where most games, like, you start crappy and you get better. Wow, you progressively feel like you are becoming weaker. And the only sense of progression you have is the fact that you're getting new abilities that help flesh out what that attack rotation looks like. So you're getting more shiny, sparkly spells and stuff. But it's taking longer than ever to kill the things that you're fighting. 
Retail doesn't seem to have that problem as much. I think that they recognize that people don't like feeling like things are taking 20 years. Mm. But um, certainly, at least through Wrath of the Lich King, if not later, uh, that's a slow game. It's a slow burn. And I can accept a slow burn if I'm just like going to chat through with like an audience. But if no one's if no one's invested in it, it's like, uh, I don't know about yeah. this. My The most fun I had was walking. <laughs> walking through the zones. Yeah, I remember during you that charity run was probably person. that was a that was yeah, a that was like, of a day. <laughs> that was a. I don't know what drove me to do that, but I think it was a good decision. <laughs> but I don't think I could replicate that. Uh, let's see. I also played Scooby Doo. Uh, in other news, uh, I'm trying to remember the Scooby Doo classic creep capers is play, the one I um, for the Scooby-Doo Night of 100 fights that's the one I heard is good I'm trying Night to get I want to get a copy of it at some point Night of 100 farts okay uh let's see I'm trying to see if I recognize this no I do not recognize this but this does look like something I'd enjoy it's janky it's licensed it's made for the ps2 yeah that scratches all the box that, that ticks all the boxes sorry <laughs> i don't think i care if the boxes get scratched but um what is this scooby model though jesus christ yeah it's frightening but i mean that's <laughs> ps2 cartoons and 3d for you yeah yeah Ken, definitely you... put that on mate oh go ahead can have you played much of anything I restarted Triangle Strategy again, mostly because I was like on such a kick of Three Houses. I was just like, mm. oh, I don't feel like playing Three Houses over again. Let me just try uh, Tactics Wannabe here. Yeah, yeah. Well, both Three Houses oh. and Three Hopes because I went back to Three Houses for a minute. And I was like, eh, I don't feel like going back to Three Houses for now. And I was like, eh, let me, let me play Tactics here. And Honestly, I've enjoyed my time. I'm about maybe two hours into it, um, much farther than I initially was when I first played the game. I didn't even get past the initial like battle tutorial scene. This one, you know, for the first time I played across it, and I I'm having a good time. It is tactics wannabe done. It, it does feel like what they wanted it to be for what, what was that other their final fantasy game that they oh, made. um octopath octopath they well, wanted octopath it is, to be octopath like is saga uh not so, octopath um bravely the game that they made before bravely that they wanted it to be like bravely but it seems like the other game that they're making that is fairly tactics inspired is Do you supposed Chronicles? to be yeah supposed to be that and it's done by the people that actually made bravely right i actually don't know who made deal field it's not hard to keep up because when they have those weird names i just like the fact that i remember the name is surprising <laughs> look up deal field chronicle i didn't realize that was coming on everything as well i keep forgetting um yeah, let's see square developed by land. square and Lancars. Lancars, I think, worked on Etrian Odyssey? Wait, no, 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 Strange Journey? What? Yeah, there were people that helped that worked on Shinobi Gabby Ted's like Strange Journey DS. Ooh. Which is weird. It's is weird. This supposed, that's, a, that's supposed to be their tactics game, right? 
Yeah, but like, the, but like the dev is Square Enix, and then this random company that doesn't have a page. Hmm. Triangle strategy, then that those. Triangle strategy, I believe, is Triangle strategy was made by Art Dink, which is a terrible name. Art Dink worked on <laughs> such a stupid name. Art Dink worked on Triangle Triangle Strategy, Soul Hackers Two. Um, so what? So uh, the a par- producer, the the producer did this. <laughs> okay, so they're getting a different. They're getting different people, different teams to make these games. But the producer and the art direct, all the people working at Square Enix during these are the ones that know how to do that. 2D HD, I guess. Nice. They're the ones doing the art, and the other ones are probably doing the game or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's Triangle Strategy, Bravely Default, Live Alive Remake, Octopath, Bravely. Yeah, those are all the same producer. That's why I was mad that Octopath didn't have basic features from Bravely because it was the same fucking people that worked <laughs> on them. Like the. Uh, better. Uh, what do you call it? Like experience, uh, like higher or lower, like all those different things. They didn't have any of the battle speed up, auto battle. It wasn't in the game. Yes, I'm enjoying my time with Triangle Strategy, and the the one thing that I probably will give a heads up if you guys are ever gonna play this game mm. is so there is a morality meter. Um, between three options and depending on your morality certain characters can sway and switch the other side or agree with you or disagree with you and disagree to with you to the point that you'll end up betraying them or they end up betraying you kind of thing a lot of people said that if you are going to play this game uh play it blind without any of the choices being ruined for you because it's they they do it almost every single dialogue. Like, there is a, a specific choice between every chapter. And the permutations are so great that it's so confusing to keep track of at the end of it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of people that I've heard who played this game said yeah no just don't look at any guide for it if you need help with the battle then you can look it up but don't look at anything story-wise to deal with this game Mm -hmm. so try not to um do that (laughs) but besides that i haven't really played anything else i've i feel like you've been too busy i bought to live alive and i've been kind of looking forward to that i haven't i'm just like in the middle of well, I'm in the middle of um, job hunting too, so mm-hmm. gaming wise, haven't been in the thing. Oh, I did, I I did secure a copy of the part one, Firefly edition. Oh, nice. And that ain't gonna, that ain't gonna be used at all. I'm probably gonna buy another version. It's funny. Everyone um, I've talked to about that, like I know a lot of people who are hardcore Last of Us people, and like yeah. the two big people who are like, I love the Last of Us so much. They're like. Yeah, this was a cash grab. They're like, it's still janky. Like, there was a big facelift on it, but they're like, they didn't change anything else. Like, they're like, yep, it's yep. still jank for 70 bucks. Like, they're really milking this one. Yep, I I can totally agree with that. Honestly, the reason why... Well, there is one specific reason why I needed to get this game. 
and the other reason why I need to get the Firefly edition, mm. um, mostly because I can sit on this particular game if I need to, um, because the Firefly edition had only so many copies, and plus I needed to have bought this game anyway because of one thing, the PlayStation Studio logo. Mm-hmm. I thought remember, about that. I, was, I saw. Remember you telling me you were collecting those? I'm like, oh, I should get into that. And then I'm like, nope. That's a no, lot of shit no. I have to buy. That's 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 a lot of games already that you would have to buy. <laughs> like, not even that. Like, Ghost of uh, Sushi Man, you're going to have to buy. Uh, Destructive All-Star Derby, a game that's like literally $15. Um, I do want to get Ghost you... of Sushi Man. I want to get that, yeah. but like, I don't want to. See, I want to play all these games, but like, they're all still 70 bucks. And a lot of them are just like upgraded versions of PS4 games. So just, like, I don't... just wait till Black Friday. Because yeah, Black that's Friday what... is probably when Ghost, Ghost of Sushi Man is probably going to be $30 around that time. Because um, it was 40 And that's when the game just came out. So. Yeah, I'm in no rush. Like, it's things I want to um, play. Like, luckily, a couple of my friends have uh, physical games I can borrow, but I'm like, I'm in no rush. If there was any game that I'd be like, if you were doing what I was doing, that probably I would try and get immediately, it's the Destructive All-Star Derby game and the Zackboy Adventures game. Because I don't think they are, uh, I think the Destructive All-Star game is already out of print. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to make any more. And I think Adventure uh, Zackboy's Adventures is going to be out of print pretty soon. So, that's what, my two things that I'm just like... What's nice about a lot of those games is if I ever want to play them, they're probably going to go to Plus at some point, and they're, like, bigger... Yeah, they're, they're all they're all available on Plus. Like, all the mm. games I had to buy either twice, or I have it already. Like, for example, eventually, I'm going to have to sit down and buy another copy of For, um, for, for Ben West mm-hmm. and, and Gran Turismo. Because I'm... I bought the collector's editions for both, and both included digital versions of those games. Yeah, see, I have a digital version of the first game, or the second game, and I don't own the first one, so I might just buy them both when they're cheaper, because I'm sure they'll do, like, a complete version of the second game if they do DLC again, so I'll just wait. Yeah, that's that's another thing, too, because I don't... See, I don't know if they're going to do DLC for this game. Um, I mean... The DLC is probably that VR game. Oh, I forgot there, there's a VR game. Oh, is that for, um... VR 2. Yeah. I forgot that existed. Oh, well, it never came out yet, so... Well, I'll say, I, oh, I mean, it... it Mar- like, it exists, March. it's not out, but, like, I forgot that was even coming out. Yes. I so got asked if I would stream a, a VR game today. I'm like, I don't have a VR headset. So, no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so there's, I still there's a... have to play Half Life Alex, which Half-Life is, Alex technically is like possible, the best though. VR game I've ever tried. Yeah, like no joke. I don't even, even give a shit about Half Life. It's just a good game. Even Muji, he swears by that game. Coming from a person that plays uh, or has a majority of the PlayStation Studio games as of right now, I I kind of don't like what Sony is doing as of right now. Specifically, if you're a collector. Um, because of the fact that if you do buy these super duper wombo collector's editions of the games, you're given a digital version of that game. And if you are a physical collector, of course, obviously, you want the physical copy. Granted, I understand their their reasonings for this because you're paying like close to like 
$200-$300 for these games or this that literal like statue like I haven't even taken out the Aloy statue from Forbidden West and it's a, an amazing ass statue it's the one for uh, it's the Regalia edition it has like a a Bluetooth version of the Focus and uh, one of the new animals that you can get which is an elephant and it has her facing it so it's pretty cool it looks really good I've taken it out once, took the pictures, and then back to the box you go, because I have no room for this shit. <laughs> but I really hate that Sony, as of light right now, if you are a collector edition person and you want to have the physical copy of certain games, you're going to have to buy the game twice. It's because they're deep. They're... It's really bullshit. If you're spending that much on a game, you can put a... You don't have to put a fucking steel book in there. Just put like a normal copy of the game in there. Yep, same. I completely understand. That's like one of the markings of like, I I can't stand Sony's bullshit for so much, but like this is one of the things that, on when I looked at the other side of it, I was like, yeah, fuck the, them for doing this. Well, is there anything else uh, before we go into questions? Uh, no, no, I think. Um, I think Not once I buy another copy of Last of Us and actually play it, because I really want to do the permadeath mode. Mm-hmm. I really want to try it just to be like, how hard can you do this? Because it is apparently how they did permadeath mode is there's three different, uh, there's two different versions. There is by chapter and then by save file. So you, if you die, you start over the chapter again. And then by save file, it'll erase your save file and you do it all over again. And it's only available on survivor mode, so you don't have the listening as well. So have fun with that. <laughs> mm. Do not like. Shall we go on to questions? Yes. Sorry. The dog go was with- doing something. She was sleeping and moved and it was cute and I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my my desk is right next to the dog kennel, so like she's just like flipped over and like half in her kennel, half not in her kennel because she's so long. So like that's just what she do. Anyway, let's go to questions from my Discord server. We have a lot of questions today. Our first question is from Baku. What do you think about current gaming? Which devs or publishers listen to to fans to fix games? Like Cyberpunk 2077, currently announced for a newer patch, which will fix everything, question mark. Which Matt followed up with, fix everything in air quotes. Um, It's good that they listen and fix this stuff, but nothing can fix Cyberpunk. Because at its core, it's still boring as fuck. Yeah. I don't think they can pull a No Man's Sky on this game. I really don't. I've heard some people say that they do think that the improvements that they've been making incrementally have made the game better. It doesn't make and... it more interesting though is the big problem. Yeah, like they might that, fix that, performance might and stuff. Fix, it might fix certain bugs, but the thing is the the problem that both me and, and Kill are having right now is you're just plopped into this land with no real hook and just said go nuts. And like they say go nuts, but there's nothing for you to go nuts on. Like there's not everything feels like <laughs> it takes forever to do and like even doing, like, I was doing stuff like trying to remote um, hack into things, and that's one of my character's abilities, and I couldn't ever do it because the button's fucked up every time. And it's like, so, and even then it wasn't fun, so it's like, the, 
the shooting's not fun, the RPG elements and like the different like interface stuff isn't fun, and the story's kind of boring, so it's like at its core it's flawed and uninteresting. So like you can make it run as well as you want, but I feel like it's way too little too late on this game. Like, it's different for, like, a No Man's Sky where they'll eventually get, like, a multiplayer update which kind of reinvigorated the game and stuff like that after all, which was promised. But, like, this one, I think most people have forgotten about it and moved on. So while it's nice when devs and publishers listen to fans and fix games, uh, there's a limit to what those fans will put up with and wait for. Yeah. I think it also... You know, the, the the other flip of this is when you're thinking about developers or publishers and getting attached to the brand and the expectations that come with that brand, um, it always is a recipe for disaster. I think we've talked about it before mm-hmm. that I've noticed looking back at the history of like games that I really cared about, I could actually trace a pattern of like, well, it stopped being good around the time that this specific person who was involved with the specific good part of this game left the company mm. and went on to do some other thing. And that other thing may be, uh, in, in many cases, is something I did enjoy or played. And I was like, all right, so this person is the source of the fun that yep. I, you know, the source of the thing that I liked. It is not the developer. It is not that the studio that made it a good game. It is the people in it. And it's very yeah, I do easy think to people, lose track of that. I do think people think of developer and publisher as like single entities. And they like, they also think of IPs as like being something that only one group of people are like, even if a certain IP or series typically has good releases, multiple people will work on them. And then there's series where like the only entries people liked came from specific groups of people we're like currently right now we're in another uh, konami rumor mill because they're like we're gonna announce stuff at tg at um uh, tokyo game show so everyone's like going through yeah. like oh it's silent hill and stuff whatever and they're like i really want another one i'm like everyone that worked on the games that you liked in that series have moved on with their lives and probably don't work at konami anymore will they come back also- to work on it under them no the guy that made uh, Silent Hill and Siren is making Slitterhead now. You should be excited for that. Like you should really follow the talent and not the not not the IP. I really think people yeah. need to get into that. Follow the talent behind it. Yep. Case in point, Metal Gear. Yeah, I mean, like if it was a series where, like, if you like all the entries despite who worked on them, because there's a lot of them, like where multiple people worked on different things. Like, Final Fantasy has multiple teams and multiple different people working on them. And a lot of people like Mm -hmm. all of them because they're all different. It wasn't always the same team. The people that made 7 and 8 did not make 9. And the people that made 12, 10 did not make 12. Stuff like that. So, like, I can understand that. But, like, if it's a series like Silent Hill where 1 through 4 were made made by a certain group and then all the rest were not, like what what you liked is so far in the past it's not coming back yeah and and to the point of like final fantasy <laughs> um there's so little that ties those games mm-hmm. to one another that it's like well like who, you can it, it doesn't it doesn't matter like you can definitely <laughs> see it, like the hallmarks of stuff from 1 through 6 but once they got to 7 to 8 to 9 to 10 and and so on they all became so distinct from each other that like you're not like, oh, this is definitely the work of this, except for, like, maybe the writing and stuff. But, like, 
they became so varied over time and changed up. And then by the time you got to like, um, 10 got rid of ATB, 11 was an MMO, 12 kind of mixed action and uh, turn-based things with like light coding experience. Then 13, which had ATB back, but was basically like almost an action RPG where you stood in place with a menu. And then 14 was another MMO, but different this time. And even that went through a soul cycle. And then 15 was an action game. 16 is going to be Devil May Cry. Like, it it gets so different that, like, you can't even follow the talent on those because, like, it's going to be different every time. I do feel like it also spun out probably, probably around 10. I really liked 10 as a game, but I do think that around 10 is when the internet got its claws into the Final Fantasy IP and they just started going, yep, we're we're mostly keeping the Final Fantasy name because that's that's turning up in search results. Seven like, pulled people in the and The fundamental ten, core like, of these is so different. Like, seven and then ten were, like, the two big ones to bring in groups of people. And I think once it hit yeah. ten and being so big and, like, the biggest thing on PS2 for a long time, yeah, it's more of the name was more important than anything else associated with it. Um, let's see. Next question from User Run. On October 3rd, host mode will be removed from Twitch. What are your thoughts on that? So if you don't know, Twitch is removing the ability to host and hosting channels and auto-host entirely. That's going to be... Why? Rem- why? Um, because... So, the way... like This is why I was talking... I was talking to B. B has been on the platform for years. Prior to rating being introduced, everything was a host. So you would host people... And that would bring them on your channel, and then people would just go from your channel to that one. Man, like you know, everyone would manually go there, and then they introduced rating, which did that, but just automatically dumped everyone in there. But hosting and rating always stick stuck around. They've changed auto hosting a while ago, where like you might show up on someone's carousel in their stream, but like you're not getting their viewers. People have to like go like see you, and it's only if you're offline. Well, then like. Even hosting notifications stopped working, and hosting stopped working. Like, they changed that over time. So now hosting mode's gone, and instead we'll just start suggesting people that... I don't know how this is going to work. But basically just removing it because it is a function that's been outdated, because most people just raid now anyway. So, like... My thought on it is, I'm not mad that they're removing host... I'm just mad that they keep removing features from the website and not changing or beefing up anything else. They could have made it where hosts... They could have changed how hosting worked and made it more useful, but they just keep changing or just keep removing things and not adding anything back in for discoverability. Because before, at least with hosting someone, they said people would be confused when they would go there and they were like, oh, I see this person, but I can't interact with them because I'm not in the right chat. They really could have just added a thing that said, like, at the bottom where it said send, it could have said, go watch on this channel. Like, you know, go join everyone here. But, like, they always hide that information. So they could have fixed it, but they just chose to remove it. They just remove things all the time. Yeah, I um, I definitely am not a fan of the change. Because, like you said, you're you're not mad about the fact that they're taking it out, but I um I find it useful. There are many times where I'll click or or check out a favorite streamer's page, and 
they're not live, but mm. they're hosting someone. And if they're hosting someone in their carousel, it's someone, not everybody's as, as picky as, as they probably should be with who they put in their auto hosting. But if they're good, they've made an auto host list of people who make content like them. So you could potentially find a new streamer to watch because you came when that other person wasn't live. And now you've just, like you said, you have this discoverability feature. The suggestion idea which we don't know how it's going to work but my guess is it's going to favor whoever twitch's algorithm thinks is cool Mm -hmm. which is the bottom line revenue share of amazon big boss jeff bezos so it's not going to benefit us in the slightest and it's going to be recommending people to things that we haven't endorsed as a streamer like the thing is is like they have gotten be like some people say that their recommendants got better and on their like their recommended section on like the front like their front part of like your front page of twitch for them is a lot better i mostly get people that are like oh check out landmark playing tarkov like i don't watch tarkov i never watched landmark why are you suggesting either of these to me but everyone else says they get people based on their stuff i don't know if there's something on my web browser that i have that's blocking them from tracking something or whatever but like I feel like the recommended's always bad. It's either people I would never watch, or they literally suggest like out of the eight people suggested streamers, five of them I already follow. So it's like I I just wish there would be better stuff added in. I just haven't we haven't gotten a new feature that's been useful in so long, in my opinion, that like removing these features, fine, whatever, but are you gonna make things better for us? And like They've been doing a lot of changes lately that are weird. That's been that's been removed. They've currently made it so that Twitch partners are no longer tied to only Twitch. We can do whatever we want now, but like we can't multi-stream Twitch and somewhere else at the same time. We could probably stream TikTok, YouTube at the same time, but not Twitch and YouTube at the same time. And now they're really pushing this ad revenue like share thing, which is good for money for us but like it's also like if you want like their best payout with like it's like 55 percent of ad payout plus like an incentive on top of it it i've been very lowballed for it they're offering they've offered me like 30 bucks for for three minutes of, of ads per hour and it just gets so intrusive at some point which is nice for the money but like how many people are we going to be alienating at the end of the day for these ads to get more money that's going to like just run people off like it's just I I don't know what they're doing and it just feels like something else is coming. Like there's going to be a big change soon. It feels like that's going to screw over a lot of people who are already established. I will say this about the ad change. I do appreciate the fact that they have it that you can set the parameters of how of its frequency mm-hmm. to kind of min-max how much non-ad time happens because the advantage of it um, maybe a somewhat hidden advantage is that it means people coming to your stream who are not subbed, or I don't even know. I think subs even have mm. to watch them these days. Subs, if subs have um, to watch ads, it, it's because you personally put them on. Like you still gotcha. have to select it that ad, that subs have to watch ads. Which if you are one of those yeah. per- people, kind of a dick. <laughs> I'm just gonna say you're kind of a dick if you're making them watch ads because that's right. the whole point of paying to not watch ads. Right, but. Uh, it does offer the advantage where people showing up to your stream for the first time, so particularly small creators where it's like unlikely that you have as much of an established following, you can help increase the appeal of your stream by not having that stupid uh, ad buffer at the start, which you could always do by running ads, but now 
I can automate it, so I don't have to think about it. I just do people look at the actually leave all the time sure. when they see that because like people are always like, oh, people leave for pre roll. I honestly feel like people would leave more if they're there for 15 minutes and then as soon as they start a conversation with you, ad starts. Because I've never been like, oh no, a pre-roll's going, I'm not going to watch this person. Because I feel like most people are so inundated with advertisements and whatever app they're using now that having to watch an ad before viewing content is so normalized that I feel like the pre-roll's a non-issue nowadays. But maybe that's just me. Because people always bring that up, I'm like... But I have to like I open TikTok and now there's ads for fucking Lord of the Rings or I've been opening it's so every time I on TikTok, it's some stupid movie or something. Every time I open Amazon now, it's making me see a thing for Lord of the Rings. And I'm so used to having to see that shit all the time that like an ad before I see content is not an issue, but an ad mid content pisses me off. That is true for me as well. Maybe I'll rethink it because so, I thought uh, it was a benefit to, for, I feel like, to keeping people all in. But like, I feel like people have just gotten to this point where everyone's like, well, you get rid of the pre-roll. The pre-roll thing has been like said so many times. I feel like people just believe at this point that having pre-roll will keep people out. Everyone's used to clicking on something and getting an ad. So I feel like the mid because I've watched people that I consider friends and they'll talk to me and midway through I get a three minute ad break. Or, you know, what? even if it's only a minute long, I'm like, well, that conversation is dead now. So when I come back, I'll be like, sorry, can you repeat everything you just said in the past minute? Because I missed it because I missed the pre-roll, Bad. but I have the mid-roll now. It wor- mid-rolls yeah. work for pre-recorded content, not for live content. No, I agree. I'm going to change the way I'm handling that. Sorry, I, I'm very passionate about things that pissed me off. No, no, no. But I, but to it, answer no, the question, good. the host mode, I don't care so much. I just really would like some new features being added instead of everything just being taken away. Like, you can take away things if they're, like, useless and no one's using them or serve no purpose. But you need to give something back that actually will help then. Like, oh, this is no good. Then give me something that is good. And I just don't think Twitch is capable of that. I'm in a very jaded mood with Twitch right now. Well, maybe internally they're just as, you know, dysfunctionally pessimistic as social media is outwardly. Mm-hmm. They're just internally, it's it's just Twitter all the time. Could in, be. In Twitch. Ken, do you have any opinion? Or... No, I didn't know what was going on, so I needed okay. to have asked. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I figured like you would know, and Timber would probably need to be caught up, even though he's usually around. Anyway, next question from user run. A new PlayStation model seems rushed. See links. Um, they just announced a camouflage-themed PS5, and I know there's like a, a model revision, but they revise models all the time, so like, it's not a new yeah. model. It's like a skew revision. It's so like they just revision. they just like change they the probably, fans in some parts like it's yeah I was gonna say they probably change the fans to make it run a little bit cooler mm-hmm. a little bit more compared to the base ones I mean it's not thing they've they've always done this it's just minor revisions Xbox had one a while back. I feel like Switch we're like one. like the PS2 had so many revisions for the slim and the fat like I feel like those were yeah. more important back then because if you're but only if you are replacing parts or speedrunning games do those model revisions matter and i think nowadays like since 
like all like even people's PCs are made of like an amalgamation of random parts like really just like as long as the main things are still good the rest of the little shit doesn't matter anymore yeah um question from Baku what is your opinion on the guy who is selling his own retro consoles and ga- uh, games for a ridiculous price uh the thing in uh, question is a Kotaku article where a guy is selling nearly every console ever made and a ton of games for one million dollars. Um, but it looks someone, someone did like I think a vague like price thing. They're like it's about five hundred dollars per system, and like this is nearly every video game system that's ever come out. Which honestly. If you that got the money, pretty good dude. yeah. If you got the money, that's probably actually a good deal. Like, if you got a million bucks and you want all that stuff and it all works, like, like I'm, probably one of the most rarest PSPs out there right now is the AKB one over forty eight P dating sim PSP. There's they only made about like two thousand of them. Do you have it? I I I, uh, I unfortunately don't have that. Um, during that time, it was nearly impossible to buy. Oh, was games. yeah. So like so. If stuff like that's in there, like, you'll be making your money back. Like, if you got the million bucks, you could probably part it out and get rid of the stuff you don't want later and make your money back, or at least a good part, portion of it. So, like... Honestly, there are there there are, would be only two consoles that would be interesting for me to try and get. It would be that one, and then the Metal Gear Solid uh, Peace Walker. Was PS- it Camouflage? Yes. Yeah, I remember someone had one of those. One of my friends did. So... Those those two would be the only things that I'd probably want to get, and then the gunmetal PS3. But like, it's it's a cool like it's a ridiculous friend. price, but like if you got the money, it's not a bad deal. It just it seems yeah. like oh, video games for a million dollars, but like if you look at it, like he's probably got worth more than that there. But like a yeah. million dollars any, is any like a pl- rough any estimate. PlayStation, any PlayStation threes. Fat PlayStation threes. That's seven, eight to eight hundred dollars, right? There. Did I ever tell you Shotgun so. has a developer kit PS3? Oh man, that's that's lucky. That's yeah, lucky right there. I don't know why he bought it, but he did. He asked Can me I one day, he's like, "What would you do right? with this?" I'm like, "Everything." Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an interesting thing because I would love to take the inner workings of that. That's one of the things that I've just I just love about developer model kits because it looks like a Hamagan Jang VCR player half the time. Let's see, next question from Puddin' Cup. If you had the chance to name a gamer's dating website, what would it be called? Dating website? Yeah, dating web- website specifically for gamers. What would you name it? Bangers. I feel like this is a lot harder than <laughs> I would have thought of. Just just to come up with on the spot. Yeah, yeah like, I, I can even, think of I even read it earlier and I couldn't think probably. of it. Yeah, bad ones. It it doesn't have to be good. Yeah, like, you know. Um Oh my god. Duos. Uh, like Duos. <laughs> Duo lane. Um or like pull my trigger. <laughs> you that said they didn't have to think of the guy, not the girl. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's kind of one-sided. Uh, a deep cut so of I one. Do, uh, duos were <laughs> Project Rub. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Or the Rub Rabbits. Yeah. Either one. Either one of those would be yeah, a good one. 
You you have Project to rub would be good, but then it'll be like uh it'll be like a Square Enix game where it just ends up just being rubs. Well, well Rub Rab- Rabbits and um and Project Rub, those are two Sega games. That's a uh, those that's yeah, feel the it. magic. It's the, yeah. It's the, yeah, feel the magic, baby. Yeah, feel the magic. It. There you go. Feel the magic. That's <laughs> another good one. XXY, yeah. There you go. Dog <laughs> champ moments. You were right. They were pretty bad, Timber. <laughs> I I mean, look. It's better than nothing. Maybe. We're trying to get Timber to bed in the next eight <laughs> minutes. Uh, Shotgun asks, uh, do you think the PS5 is worth it now that I have one? Yes and no. Like, it's worth it for the things I want, but like... I don't think anything... I don't think the games are worth 70 bucks yet. I haven't seen a single one. I want to play Spiderman, but I don't want to spend money on that. So like... Yes and no. You want the code for it? I have a code. You have a code for it? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. What well, is, um, is it like a spare that you didn't need or something? Yeah, let me. I have to look for it. I, I but I, ha, I do have a spare yeah, somewhere. Sweet. Yeah. Is that um the original or is that um Miles? It'll be the PS5 version, so the ultimate. Yeah, I'll take it definitely. Um, let's see. We had another ask about the host mode for Miles, which we answered, and one more for Baku. One more, one more question. It's worth for retro games instead of PSN Plus taking less of those retro games. I guess is it worth buying them instead of getting PS Plus? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to guess. Yeah, if you're gonna buy gotcha. it digitally, then just buy it digitally. It's worth like, it than, than that than it being taken away from PS Plus. I don't, I oh. haven't yet seen games being taken away as of right mm-hmm. now, but mostly if it's available. On the service for premium, it's available for the store. Which Pretty much all the ones buy. that they have up now that are classic ones, they publish. So, like, except with the exception yeah. of, I think, Worms, the rest of them are all Sony published. So, like, yeah, I don't think they will. But I think they meant, like, since, like, is the PS5 worth it for retro games, like, outside no, of Plus? No, no. If you want no. retro stuff outside of Plus, like, there's, like, 20 retro games on Plus. Like, if you want retro... On a modern console, get a Switch or get an Xbox Series X. Those are the only two that are going to really help you out. Um, I mean, Sony gets collections, but they're all, like, download things like Castlevania Anniversary and something like that. But if you are someone who specifically wants retro stuff and a modern console, PlayStation is not the console for you at the moment. Yep, I would get a PlayStation Classic and do some things to it. (laughs) If you really want, like, backwards compatibility, get a PS3. Yeah, and that's all of our questions. Yay. I felt like I had something to say on that, but I completely lost it by the end. Um, Kyo, where can people find you? <laughs> like I used to think, you're like, so what do we do next? <laughs> I could I could hear your no. like your brain. I could hear the cogs <laughs> your going. Ears like, are just like turning. <laughs> <laughs> very audibly. Look, it's very uh yeah, the the brain cells are dying rather rapidly here. But you can find me. <laughs> you can find me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Daylight Time at twitch.tv slash Hunter, where I play retro games. We're doing Sega Month right now, uh, taking a pause from RPGs, mostly because it is a crapshoot every day what my dog is going to let me do. If you like my dog and want to see my very, very long dog, you can find her on Instagram at rhubarbborzoi, R-H-U-B-A-R-B, 
B-O-R-Z-O-I, and I post on there every day. I am better about updating her shit than my own. You can also find me on Twitter, TikTok. I have an Instagram if you really want to look at it. And you know what? Why not? Space Hay. Find all of them at Kyoto Hunter. Um, I update those infrequently, but they do get updated. Uh, also join my Discord server so you can a- ask questions. And overall, I would just like more people in there. And if you really want one more thing to point out, my entire chat is trying to get me to play Final Fantasy XIV on stream. If you would like to be part of that, make sure you convince me by the end of the month. That is the current thing. If you really want me to, I have made a character. I need to get a keyboard for my PS5, but you have to convince me to stream this. Welcome what? to the world what? of MMOs. What world? What world? Um, I may, I'm on Primal Ultros because it's a preferred world. Oh, Prim- I'm on Ultros too now! Yeah, so I'm I there. I just made a new character on Ultros. <laughs> what did you make? Uh, I made a Dragoon. Okay, I, well, what, what race? Uh, a Hume because I made I, I make characters according to lore. So okay. I have a character named Julia. So I made a row. And I don't remember the rest of the word. Just row the the big beefy dudes. The big Which, beefy dudes. Oh, right. Well, girlfriends like your character looks scary. I'm like I kind of pick, kind of made him for horny reasons. So I'm like yes, 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 <laughs> like, yes, yes. Whoops. Uh, Muji, uh, what what class are you playing? Muji, he plays tank. Ar- that's why. It, can I am bisexual? I am playing an archer. I mean, if you were bisexual, you'd be playing white mage <laughs> or red mage. Oh, you should get red no, mage. No, no, no. All well, yeah. That by how those work, yes, I understand. But all <laughs> archers are bisexual, and you cannot teach me other. You cannot convince me otherwise. What you talking? About? Bard is amazing, though. It's I mean, also like... bard. Someone's like, I have, I have. A, a loot and a bow and arrow like okay you probably sleep with everyone that you see shut up the gay side of me is coming out <laughs> there we go there we go but yeah, yeah. awesome uh ken where can people find you you can find me on my japanese music based podcast called ongakudu and you can follow me on all the lovely things on there via ongakudu for on twitter and instagram at Ongakudu, and you can follow the website where I talk about the Japanese music industry called Ongakudu.com. We should have an interview going up fairly, fairly shortly with another idol group here, and I was really excited about this. This group is actually really good, and Luna actually really likes this group as well, so I was very Luna likes something modern? Actually, yeah, Luna likes something that is idle. That's the more the more um, bigger point here for that lovely thing. But it, it was a good it was a good interview. I had fun interviewing them, and the questions that I got or the answers that I got back was really really insightful. So I was very thankful to have done this interview this time around for them. So. You can follow it at ongakuyu.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at otyken1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainaibo, Roboko, Herobo, and all uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling and all the wonderful things that my daughter does. Not not Joshi Pro Wrestling. I'm just I'm, if if she, if she comes here, then my my whole dream of trying to make her do Joshi Pro Wrestling is shattered. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of in a pickle right now. <laughs> Where can we find you, Timber? Yeah, uh, so I'm Timber. You can find me on twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, where I stream 
uh, retro games and just sort of everything uh, happens on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays between the hours of 7 to 10 p.m., usually starting around 7 or 8. Currently, uh, Wednesday and Saturday, we're going to be playing a new game called Immortality, made by the people who made her story. I know that's not much of a pedigree, but it looks interesting and kind of horror-y, so we'll see how that goes. And then Friday, I'm finishing Scooby-Doo's Classic Creep Capers. I am also on youtube.com slash where you can find various video essays that I'm working on. Currently working on one about Xenoclash. I have been for like the past summer, all of it. It's almost done, I promise. And then there's also twitter.com slash timbertaft where you can see my thoughts or join my Discord from the link in the profile there. Timber, Thank you, everybody, are you for... Update, are you oh. going to update photos of your, your trip to the motherland? Photos? While you're there. Maybe. Uh, I'd like to bring... I, I mean, I can definitely ha- have some photos. Um, whether or not I go all in on my DSLR camera or just use my phone, I haven't decided yet because it is a pain in the butt. To pack Use things DSLR. abroad. When I took a DSLR to Japan, I got in trouble because of the batteries or something. So I'm really nervous about it now. <laughs> you, take it, you just take it out. You just take it out. They, they don't want you just running it in. You just take it out beforehand. I don't know. You can have the batteries. You just take them out and you have them stored separately in your bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll do that this time. If I have room. Anyway. Uh, guys, that has been the Potosaurus. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were entertained by our antics. And we will see you again next time. Bye. Until then. Bye-bye. Oh, hope you guys enjoyed the shit talk in the first ten minutes of this episode, by the way. I like how Timber's <laughs> like, I really want to get to bed by midnight. And then he stretches out his outro for no reason. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.